If you have pets, kids, or have eaten raw meat at some point in your life, chances are you have parasites. Join me and the founder of Food Over Drugs, Sheila Madavi, for a fun and educational episode that will have you rethinking the foods that you eat. In this episode, you'll learn the truth about parasites and how they impact your health, the various symptoms of parasites in your system, how you can use food and not drugs to heal, the mass propaganda being shared by our food and drug industries, and how Sheila navigated the rapid growth of her brand on social media. Sheila Madavi is a nutritionist, detoxification specialist, herbalist, and founder of Food Over Drugs, a food education and herbal supplement company. Sheila has held a passion for educating the world about the power of food and how to reverse disease ever since she began healing herself from her own health conditions without the use of medication. In 2017, Sheila began formulating natural alternatives to medications using herbal medicine while hosting educational workshops and seminars to the public. By 2019, the demand for her formulas rose and caused her company, Food Over Drugs, to officially launch. Today, her formulas have reached over 33 countries around the world, with her most notable being the Parasite Formula. With nearly half a million followers on TikTok, Sheila continues to educate the world about the power of food and how it can be used to heal the body. If you listen to this episode and you're interested in starting your own parasite cleanse, I highly recommend grabbing a Food Over Drugs Parasite Cleanse Kit today. Just head over to foodoverdrugs.com and enter coupon code RUBY for 10% off your order. Now it's time to learn about parasite cleansing and detoxification with Sheila Madavi. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, changemakers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Sheila, welcome to Potent Truth. Thank you. Thank super, you for having Super, super excited to have you here. Yeah. And as my husband Kevin told you earlier, I've literally been so excited for this conversation all week. Aww, all really? I keep telling him is like, oh my God, Sheila's coming over and we're just going to talk about poop and parasites <laughs> on my podcast. It's like the best podcast episode ever. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. It's so much to talk about. And I, I'm glad that we're doing this because you and I connected originally because of the parasite formula and the parasite yes. cleanse. And that's honestly how our our relationship developed over, I guess it's been almost a year now. Yeah. 
right? Since we first connected. Um, and yeah, and I, I love that you already have done a lot of your research on parasite cleansing and also, you know, a lot of, a lot about it as well. So it's like, I'd love to have a conversation with you as you like, you know, as we keep talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, what led me to your formula was I, I had already heard of par- parasite cleansing wasn't something that was new to me, although I'd never really done a full one before because a lot of the cleanses out there freaked me out because I have such a sensitive gut Mm -hmm. and I've done a lot of healing work over 20 years. Uh, the sensitivity isn't really from like major gastrointestinal issues. It's more so I just am super hypersensitive to a lot of different things now because I've eliminated so much from my diet and the stories I would hear from certain cleanses would be like, I was on the toilet all the time and I felt so bloated and this and that. And I've taken formulations to help parasites, not like full cleanses. And I would feel that like the angry stomach. Yeah. And that was what I didn't want. And so when I saw yours, I was like, huh, this sounds like something that I would want to do. And then I tried it And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I started off the colon pills at the end of the night. I know you recommend like two to four. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll go two. And I was able to increase because it was so gentle. Mm -hmm. I found it to be gentle. Yeah. And then you found your way into my heart because in the DMs, you asked me to send you pictures of my poop. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even met before, Sheila. (laughs) And you were bold enough to say, please send me pictures Feel of your poop. Please send me photos. Because I think I messaged you and I said, oh my God, I think I pooped a parasite. And you were like, send me pictures. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Never met you. I d- <laughs> ever in my life. And you wanted me and to I send you. I felt so safe with you <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I know. I, 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 cause I, it doesn't phase me. It's just it doesn't, poop. Everybody poops. It doesn't, it doesn't phase me at all anymore. Cause I'm like, exactly. Everybody poops. It's, it's like, I think we, we spent so much time like having so much, not like taboo around it. And it's yeah. like, I get it. It's not pleasant. Neither is, neither is talking about parasites. Right. It's not pleasant to talk about where they can lodge in the body and yeah. X, Y, and Z, obviously. But it's like, you know, it is. And, it, you know, those of us who have children, well, you got to get over that. You got to mm-hmm. get over vomit. Got to get over <laughs> poop. You know what I mean? You're going to be cleaning up after your child. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it doesn't really phase me. So I have no problem when people send me <laughs> photos and <laughs> videos and things like that. But it's uncomfortable for other people. So yeah. I, I don't try and I don't share it. Some that people often. don't look at their poop. I know. Like they just poop and then flush it down the toilet as if it never happened. That's quite sad. I it's know. So, like, how do you know? How do you even stay in touch with the health of your digestive system if you're not looking at your poop? Exactly. I look at my poop every single every time. Every single time. I examine it. I'll turn more lights on because I don't like to poop with all the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll so turn funny. all the lights on after I poop. I'll turn on my flashlight yeah. on my phone. No, literally. I'll try to get I'll different look, angles. And I'll be like, yep, everything's looking good in there. <laughs> That's what I do. But then sometimes I'll see and I'll be like, oh, things aren't looking that That's great. It. Maybe I need to have a little more fruit. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, this is going to sound gross, but it's kind of like blowing your nose and I'm like checking <laughs> see if there's like <laughs> is there blood is everything okay like you're good is it green is it 
clear. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's, it's checking to see what is your body releasing in that moment. Do you check every single thing that comes out of your body? Like eye gunk. So let me check the health of my eye gunk. I do look at what exits my body. I need, because every, yes, because it tells you. I don't mean to be crazy or sound a certain yeah. type of way, but like, I need to know because it's all signals. It's all signs. Your body is literally speaking to you all the time. Our excretions, our messenger. <laughs> Our excretions are our messengers. That's a t-shirt. Yes, <laughs> it's a t-shirt. Excretions are messengers. <laughs> Listen to your excretions. <laughs> Look at your poop. It's telling you something. Examine all that comes out of you. <laughs> By the way, Sheila's going to start putting all these t-shirts up for sale at foodoverdrugs.com. And I'm getting a dollar for every t-shirt sold. We don't know when they're coming out, yeah. but... <laughs> but just buy them. <laughs> the, rain, the brainstorming session has begun. So you might hear us periodically in this episode just talking about t-shirts. Just so you know, it's happening. That's so funny. I mean, we, you could also do an underwear line. I feel um, like, yeah. like with messages on it. <laughs> I don't know who it's for. <laughs> like imagine like, you know what I mean? Getting yeah. ready with like your, you know, your partner. And then like, what and is then on say? the back of your underwear, it says everybody poops. <laughs> or like, don't worry, it's parasite free. Oh my god, that's a perfect underwear. <laughs> You're like, I would buy that. Parasite free booty. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm parasite free. Don't worry, it's parasite free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're off to a good start. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Parasites. The other thing that brought me into your orbit was the way in which you spoke about parasites. Mm -hmm. So prior to you, prior to, to finding food over drugs, here was my impression of parasites. They all look like flukes. And for those of you listening, watching, that's kind of like the typical vision we have in our head. It's like that flathead worm with the weird head mm -hmm. thing or tapeworms. Like that's what we have in our heads. That's mm -hmm. the visual image. Yeah. And so that's what I always pictured as parasites. And because I've always traveled around the world since I was really young, like I've been aware of parasites. Um, cause like people in my family would get, we'd call it, you got worms. Yes. <laughs> you know? in, in, like, in Iranian culture also. Right, like yeah. you got worms and, and when they were really <laughs> bad, you could actually see the worms. Right. <laughs> but yeah, to tell brown people, tell please tell us the story. No, it's, it's the, it's the same thing in, oh. in Persian culture. When, when like a kid is like, misbehaving the what, what usually you hear from a parent is like Dari, it's a question like do you have worms and that's their way of saying like why can't you sit still and the question is do you have worms and it's like but see like that's so common in other cultures you know but in the united states and in you know maybe european countries or you know where other people you know live there there it's not as common to even talk about parasites as even being a thing well i think because like for example i travel to the amazon jungle there's lots of fucking parasites there like the river where everyone bathes parasites yeah. like they're everywhere yeah it's known it's just part of the culture cuz it's part of the day-to-day -day life yeah. and in the US, Canada, other developed countries, we don't talk about it as much because we assume everything's clean, that <laughs> our water's clean, our yeah. food is clean, everything is clean. And yet what we're discovering is that it's not maybe at one point it was. Yeah, maybe. Right. 
but or now, maybe that was a goal. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at one point our water was clean. Yeah. Now it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's not clean. Mm-hmm. People, there are parasites in the U.S. There are parasites in Canada. There's parasites everywhere. Yeah. And it, in your bodies. Mm-hmm. So worms. It's not just worms. So let's talk about what, let's start here. What are parasites? Okay. Well, what, so parasites in general in, by definition is something that takes over a host. So it could show up as even fungi just to, you know, define the whole sense. This is very science fiction, by the way. Yeah. At the same time though, my definition of a parasite, if we were to actually look at how parasites, parasitic worms, protozoa work in this environment is that they have, they have a specific role on earth. They are the decomposers of our earth. If we look at it in that sense, then it makes a lot of sense why they do what they do. Like maggots? Yes, exactly. They're the decomposers. That's all part of the decomposer category. I'm not saying it's a category of type of insect or whatnot, but it is. That is their job. We traditionally think about maggots as decomposers. Exactly. So it's like that. Exactly. So like earthworms, for instance, Uh will decompose dying or dead plant material. And then we have tapeworms, flukes, you know, protozoa and other types of, of parasites will decompose flesh or fecal matter. That's disgusting. So that's, so they have a role, even though we paint the picture that there are these scary, monstrous, you know, evil X, Y, and Z types of things, Mm -hmm. which of course in, in, if it's if it's the parasites against the human or the parasites against the animal, yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're on, on borderline at war, right. trying to eliminate them and kill and kill them. But we're not to necessarily look at them as they're like these crazy evil th- types of things. Yeah, they're not they're not pleasant. But if we understand that aspect of them of being decomposers, then we can understand what they are, what they're meant to do in this world, and we're not to fear them because they're quite literally everywhere Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about you know how you can get parasites Mm -hmm. which is extremely common and nothing to necessarily live your life walking on eggshells per se but because they are decomposers they look for toxic environments aka on the on the edge of dying or decaying Mm -hmm. to breed and to feed off of that's what they do they they take the remaining life of whatever is, you know, whatever form to feed themselves, to allow themselves to reproduce and thus deteriorate whatever that organ or or host is to then, you know, proliferate and create new life for themselves and also for the planet. Because imagine if a parasite takes over your body, for instance, and you do nothing about it, and let's just say worse, 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 worst case scenario, then you die. It did its job. Right. It, 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 it reproduced, it did its job for itself, and then it did what its job for the planet. Now there's room for new life to form because it, it did what it was supposed to do, it was taking out what was dying. Now, yeah, so if we understand parasites in that sense, then you can understand the greater definition of what they are and not look at them like they're these like evil monsters, which right. is what a lot of people think about when they think of parasites, which right. I don't blame them for. But. It's a circle of life. We exactly. need them in our world. Exactly. Yet, um, they're also causing a lot of issues. They're causing a lot of issues. Right. And so what, mm, let's start with what are the issues they can cause and then maybe move into symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I started, I feel like parasites are trending right now mm-hmm. only because there's now 
more research being done. Like yes. more doctors, Western holistic doctors, Eastern doctors are looking at parasites now as the cause for a lot of things. There's um, been speculation for a lot of disease in the body being caused by parasites. And a now lot. there are studies being done yes. that are proving it. And when I think about parasites, I think about that, like, I watch a lot of horror and a lot of science fiction and I have for years. So <laughs> I think about like what would the parasite comes, it takes the host, right? And it takes over the body, yeah. right? You see this all the time. Mm-hmm. Evil spirit possession parasite. It does. It's like that, that is what it does. Right? Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense if you think about it that way when you try and connect it to disease. And I'm just like super happy that they're actually starting to research this. So why don't you talk to us um, about what are parasites uh, affiliated with? Like when we talk about dis-ease in the body, what can it, what can happen? Okay. First things first for most people, inflammation and allergic reaction. So everyone in the world. (laughs) Okay. So a lot of the symptoms that we're going to get into, it's going to sound like this is everybody and everything and this can happen for me of course because even anxiety is a symptom of having parasites 100 percent. you know what i mean and but then again anxiety can be caused by literal constipation anxiety can be caused by other stress factors like it could be anything you know what i mean but i'll talk about what is common in terms of linking to parasites and whoever is listening it's it's gonna ultimately be up to that person to just to determine if this is something that they should be doing you know what i mean because only we would know. And that, that goes into our intuition, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so parasites can be linked to first, like I mentioned, seasonal allergies. A lot of times when somebody tells me that they have seasonal allergies, um, the first thing that I've, I would think of is to do a parasite cleanse. A lot of the time when people have parasites, the first thing that starts to happen is they're like aller- randomly allergic to pollen where they've never been allergic to pollen before. Interesting. Because, like, anyone who moves to Austin develops allergies. I mean, all of my friends have seasonal allergies here because Austin has a lot of um, cedar. And they call it cedar fever. It's really bad here. They have allergy clinics on, like, every block in Austin. It's very common. Uh I don't. Interesting, because you've done Fact. parasite cleansing. Interesting. Yes. So that's that's a big thing. That's why, uh, and, and exactly, for a lot of people, it doesn't always land. They're like, no, I've had allergies, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, but, but really, when did you start having allergies? Mm-hmm. You know, and he really has to look at, at some point in their life, they actually developed them. And it wasn't something that just, you know, we were born with, you know, most people, they were not born with seasonal allergies. No. So something that is an, is an abnormality. Mm-hmm. So anyway, seasonal allergies is a big one. But yeah, as you, when you were mentioning that, like now more and more people are talking about it, now they're starting to see how parasitic infection can not only be linked to things like, you know, malabsorption and nutrient deficiency and anemia, but also things like schizophrenia, diabetes, you know, wow. like literally flukes on the pancreas causing diabetes flukes on the liver causing liver disease. Um, there's, there's different now more and more research is coming out. And to be honest, if it's, if it's to me, it's almost like, sure, we can do all the research in the world. And I'm a big advocate for doing research so we can have something concrete to talk about. But it's almost like if you really see how the parasite can quite literally lodge in every area of your body, even like your eyes, for instance, your brain, 
Maybe we don't have the studies just yet to show what happens when a parasite lodges in your eye, what happens when a parasite lodges in your brain. What do we then call that in the form of a disease Mm -hmm. to then say that parasites are linked to this disease? We don't always have that information, but if we understand that the parasite is actually deteriorating that organ, then quite literally a plethora of diseases can stem from that particular organ and whatever it is responsible for in your body. So you can start to see literally like, you know, if, if when, when, when parasites lodge in the body, it, it becomes this like almost like exponential thing, just like how anything else, like just one of your organs is shut down. You start to see other organs start to become affected. Right. Similarly with parasites. It's like a too. domino effect. Right. And we, so we can't always put our finger on, it must be the parasites. Parasites cause X, Y, and Z. Parasites cause deterioration. And when the body is in deterioration, we can quite literally see anything happen. Wow. So it's hard to say. Let's what. use the example of diabetes because I, I personally know a lot of people with diabetes. I also treat a lot of people with combo with diabetes because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, combo actually works really yes, well. Yes, it does. With yeah, yeah. Diabetes. But combo is also really good at regulating the blood sugar levels also is antiviral antibacterial antiparasitic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so that's interesting yeah um diabetes is said to be hereditary right it runs in families yes. so what are your thoughts on that versus like the parasite connection okay so when in the, um, I'm going to say the detoxification world because, you know, people have their own in opinions. Sheila's world. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila's world. You know, people who are born with conditions, it's not that we're actually born with the condition itself. We're born with the organ weakness. So a lot of people are born with a weakness of the pancreas. And then because they have a weak pancreas, they develop diabetes. Now, that weakness is hereditary, but the disease itself is not hereditary. Mm. So the same thing goes for any organ of the body. Um, Your genes matter. Your parents' genes matter. So if your parents have weak genes of a particular organ, then that can be passed on to you. And so therefore the same disease that they might develop in their lifetime could develop into you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to. So in our lifetimes, we can actually strengthen our organs and and prevent ourselves from having some of these diseases. So that's kind of like the world of epigenetics, right? Like mm -hmm. we can actually change our genetics. And that's exactly, that's, I don't want to say that's the point. That is, that is kind of the point of our, of our lifetimes, like learning some of these things, knowing what we have, choosing to change, choosing to do it differently, you know, preventing it from actually being passed on, you know, and carried on in the world. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's like also when people say when babies are born and this is, this is sad, but like when babies are born with cancer or children develop cancer and they're like, Oh, this is so unfair. And I always say, huh, it looks like a symptom of something you know, versus Mm -hmm. like, this is the thing. No, that seems like it's a symptom of something. So it's interesting that you say that we can be born with like these weak, weaker organs that, you know, no one's testing for when you're younger. How do you really test for that? Um, there's a cancer and parasite connection now Mm -hmm. being discussed. Talk to us about that. Well, when, okay, anything that is in deterioration and in an acidic environment Uh can cause cancer. So for instance, um, cancer cells develop in toxic environments. Right. It's the same environment that a parasite lives and thrives in. Hmm. So if you have, let's just say, 
a lot of toxic waste in your colon, which most people do. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, most people have pounds of fecal matter in their colon at any given time. Like that's pounds. That's fucking disgusting and it's, amazing at the same time. <laughs> it <laughs> You're is, literally full of shit. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Like if, like you know, we were talking about mucoid plaque. Yeah, you know, before. Oh my and, god, and, I pooped out so much mucoid plaque. Yeah, and imagine, <laughs> e- imagine if you weighed that. I'm not. You know what I mean? Imagine what would that be like? How knowing that that was actually sitting in your colon for how many years to the point where it became like a plaque consistency, which is a different topic, but wait, how long is the intestinal tract? Do you know? I feel like you know this and <laughs> you don't, don't. I'm I quizzing you I know, approximately. Right? I know. Like it's, a, it's um, very long. Well, the small intestine is, is a lot longer, but more coiled. And then the right. large intestine is like, it's like, it's I like on how the, you're drawing it on like, your belly. <laughs> I'm asking for <laughs> inches or like, feet. Well, it starts here. <laughs> okay. No, it is. It it, it 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 is kind of like where your hip bone is up to just under your rib cage across and then down to your hip bone. So right. kind of measure it like that. That's what would be your and large I, and intestine. I honestly, so the two things that I've done that help me understand how old poop can be and mm-hmm. how your body can hold on to really, really old poop. Yeah. One was the hydrocolonics. I did a uh-huh. series of hydrocolonics. Yeah. And um, the woman prescribed, she's like, you have to do five minimum in order to like really see a difference. And I did them consecutively week after week while on a detox. And I mean, the first one, like a lot of shit came out and second and third. And then the fourth, it started looking cleaner. And then I, I swear, like it was the fifth one where there wasn't much. And then all of a sudden these like really old and hard nuggets came uh-huh. out. Cause like with the hydrocolonic, you can watch everything yeah. coming out of your body, <laughs> which I find is fascinating. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so I was looking and then all of a sudden near the end, it's like, whoop, whoop, like these little nuggets started coming in. I was like, Whoa, that's some old shit. Yeah. And then I did, um, I think two years ago when I was writing my book, I did a five day water fast Mm -hmm. and the longest I had ever done previous to that was about two days and I had gotten an Airbnb so I could be away from my husband and all the smells of the cooking and it was day four of the water fast. I have not had any food for four days. My poops pretty much stopped on like the morning of the third day and then on the fourth day I woke up and I went poop and I was like, oh, I remember looking at the toilet and being like, where did you come from? But that really showed me how much crap our body can hold on to. And then if you put on top of that, so many people deal with constipation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm one of them when I'm really stressed out, that's what happens. And then it just feels like your pipes just keep getting backed up after that. Yeah. That's a lot of poop for a body. Like, yeah. That's a lot and that's a lot of toxins. Exactly. And that's what we're actually dealing with in this world and where a lot of people um are are chronically constipated and they don't under, they don't know that. You know what right. I mean? They, they literally they think don't it's know normal that. to like not poop for a day or poop once a day. Yeah, exactly. Guys, and it's not people listening. It's not normal to not poop in a day. It's not and it's and we we have to be moving. That is our major elimination pathway. It's the same thing as like people who like don't want to sweat or they don't sweat. It's mm-hmm. it's a major issue. It's our bodies have to eliminate. When our body retains waste, that is the beginning of disease, mm. period. That is the beginning of disease. So even in our colons, when we're talking about how like, you know, cancer and parasites being linked to certain cancers, yes, they can. Of course, they're... Um, 
you know, they're, they release neurotoxins in the body, which is a, a big part of even the die off process. And we don't feel very good when we're doing parasite cleanses, but also if you, th- if you look at the state of the body and the areas that they lodge, for instance, it's like in the colon, if you are chronically constipated and let's say you have fecal matter that is old and is acidic essentially, and it's clinging on the walls of your colon so much so that it weakens the colon walls. A lot of times you can form these pockets in your colon. And this is where people talk about, um, uh, you know, diverticulitis or diver- mm-hmm. diverticuli. Um, so those pockets form because you've weakened the colon walls. Now, by the way, I'm talking specifically about the colon right now, but this can literally happen in different organs in, in various ways. So when you, when you are filled with toxicity, in, for lack of a better term, shit happens. Mm. Literally, the organ stops functioning. That's another t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> shit happens. Yeah. The organ stops functioning the way that it is meant to, and then you start to see other things develop. Now, going back to the colon, uh, a pocket could form, and that fecal matter gets stuck into that pocket, which is diverticuli. Then, as, as time progresses, that pocket may become infected, which is diverticulitis, the inflammation of that diverticuli. Then what happens is if you still do nothing, that chronic inflammation, that chronic acid that develops in the colon can start to actually change the cells. And if you look on a very scientific way, we know that there's two sides to science. There is acid and there's base or alkaline. Mm-hmm. There is heat and then there's cold or lack of heat. And so if you see uh, that, you know, certain proteins can denature, I'm getting very technical right now, but stay with me. If proteins can denature in heat and acid, so for instance, mm-hmm. making uh, cooking ceviche right. in lime juice, yes. it denatures the protein and essentially cooks the protein, which means that protein can never become raw again. You forever change that protein or you cook an egg and it and it denatures on the stove in, in the presence of heat. You forever change the protein. So remember, our bodies are all protein as well. So mm-hmm. when our bodies are in a chronic state of acid and heat, which is inflammation and acidic waste, then cells begin to quote mutate mm. aka they the proteins denature right. when the proteins denature that's when we start to see shifts happen in our cells and you know so that's why you know anything can cause cancer if the body is in a state of disease if it's retaining toxic waste but that's why plant-based diets work really really well for people with cancer exactly that yeah. is exactly why. That's why everyone talks about juices and alkaline diets and alkaline this and that because it's because you're 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 essentially taking the body from an acidic heat state to then cooling it and putting it in alkaline. The only way you have to balance the body that way and if you're in the state of disease, you're in the state of acid. That's that's right. I was just going to ask you. So any dis-ease in the body is really in an acidic state. Correct. Nothing happens in the alkaline state. No, it's very difficult. What is dampness? Like in Chinese medicine, they talk about the damp. Is that also heat? I don't think so, but I'm not super well versed in the in Chinese. 
dampness and Ayurveda either. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll just leave it alone. But, yeah. You know, if you know, you can answer in the comments <laughs> if you're watching this. Um, but yeah, it's really, really interesting because I personally have been on off plant-based since I was 12. Hmm. And what I have found is that I am now in my forties and intuitively eating and understanding where my body's at, that always feels best. Um, I've just gotten to the point where my body will tell me I can literally tell and feel like, and, and, and it's like a texture in my body when there's too much acid. Yes. Whereas before I would never be able to tell that. And, you know, like my parents are always like, Oh, you deprive yourself so much. And I'm like, I don't feel deprived. Like I'm eating really well and I feel really good. Maybe you should start, you know, just implementing a few of these things that I've shown you. And my mom will say things like, well, no, I feel fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I used to think I felt fine too. It wasn't until I started really honing in on my health and well-being that I realized how unwell I felt. Yeah. Because the unwellness was my norm. Yeah. That was like being a super acidic, having a lot of gas, like just feeling lethargic after meals, having trouble sleeping, that that was all my norm. Mm -hmm. Now, when I start to notice insomnia kicking in, when I start to notice I'm, I'm burping more, when I start to notice this is going to be super TMI, but like my farts really stink. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I was going to say something, not not, not that, but like, yeah. Okay. Go on. Everyone's getting to know me on a deeper level. Um, she's not just professional and talks about leadership. She talks about (laughs) farts and poops too. I'm human. Um, but yeah, like your farts aren't supposed to stink yeah. like that, like the kind of stink that makes you want to run away from a room, you know? Exactly. Like, and these are all signs. I was going to say, they're all, they're all the messages. They're from the all body. the messages from the body. <laughs> Listen to the messages. Your farts are telling you something. Yes. There's a t-shirt. <laughs> what does your fart say? rate your fart on a scale of one to ten how stinky would you leave the room or would you stay (laughs) yes yeah um but yeah exactly like what you described is is quite literally the journey that most of us end up going through when we start to clean up our diets because most of us don't know what we're actually capable of feeling like because we felt so in a way like numbed mm-hmm. numbed by our our diet and the way that we feel like we actually don't r- remember what vitality feels or like we never knew or we know? never knew you know or maybe we were so young, young. that we and we were li- quite literally children mm-hmm. that we don't have the memory to know oh actually um like I, 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 I feel like I, I, my brain capacity can be at this level where my memory is this sharp or I'm thinking quickly and I have zero ounce of brain fog, yeah. you know, or my flexibility is like this or my, my, my lung capacity is like this, mm-hmm. or I sleep really well and I don't wake up. Like how many people actually can say that they sleep and they don't wake up in the mm-hmm. middle of the night? Like most of us do wake up, you know, or we toss and turn. Mm -hmm. And that has become so normal for so many of us. Period pains, menstrual cramping, you know, some of these things, even, you know, you mentioned like gas, foul smelling gas, but also foul smelling body odor. Mm -hmm. You know, I personally, like, I remember in high school, like I was eating like shit, you Mm -hmm. know, and I, 
I would remember like everybody has body odor and like everybody's body odor smells a certain type of way and it all smells like BO and everyone it's like a specific scent Mm -hmm. but to be honest actually when you cleanse your body you would notice that your sweat is not excreting Mm -hmm. toxic waste that the bacteria is then feeding off of which the bacteria is actually what's causing that smell. It's not your sweat by itself. So when you clean up your body, the sense of your body's change, mm-hmm. you know, and all of these things start to happen. So when you, when you start to release, you start to naturally become more in tune because now you know what is possible. Now you know how you, how you like to feel and everything that is outside of now what you know feels good to you is almost like a red flag where you're like, ah, something is wrong. I right. don't feel like yeah. I normally feel. And that is to me what I would love to see in the world for everybody. Like everybody become so in tune with themselves where they know, they know something's up. They know something doesn't feel right. You know, like that's what, that's where we should be getting to because that's the only way that we're ever going to be able to heal ourselves and become our own guides. Like we have to know ourselves, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah and know our bodies and listen to our bodies and be connected to our bodies. Right. And treat food as nourishment versus like eating for our feelings or, or eating to mask something or eating for like the flavor tastes good, the addiction to sugar, the addiction to grains, like all of that shit. And I would have never had realized this had I not gone down this path and I'm so grateful because that's brought me in deeper connection with my body. And now, again, as I was saying, anytime I noticed a shift, even the slightest shift, I'm like, huh, this is a symptom of something that is going on. Yeah. And if I don't start to look at what this is, it's only going to progress from here. So let's talk about the symptoms of parasites because That was also something that like I just associated it with stomach stuff because again, like you got worms. Like if you go to India, you have, uh, they call it deli belly or whatever. It's really Really? just like a bunch of fucking worms. Yeah. Like in Bali, they call it Bali belly. Really? And in India, they call it deli belly. Yeah. so You never heard that? No. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So like whenever I would go to India, because I've been there like eight times and I lived there for 10 months. Uh A lot of people don't know that in my 20s. And I love Indian street food. Oh my God, give me some Indian street food. Oh, I that will makes a lot of it. sense. But I always wait a week. Because mm-hmm. I think in my head, like, if I just wait a week, I'll acclimate and then I'll be able to have like the Golgape where the guy, it's like these little puffy things that you crack the top and then they fill it with potato and chickpeas and then they take it and they dip it in this. <laughs> me and my cousins always call it fart water because it smells like. The masala that they use smells like farts, but it tastes really good. But in India, the guy will take that little thing and he'll dip. It's like this aquarium filled with this water. He'll put his entire arm all the way up to the elbow in there and then bring them around and give it to you. And then that's how you eat them. And I love it. And for sure, I'll always get sick. But then once I'm sick, I'll be good. Like, I'll be good after that. But it's like, that was for sure deli belly. You've got some fucking parasites. And... (laughs) But anyways, 
that was always my association with parasites. And I think for most people, because people think of tapeworms again, like when you travel to third world countries, oh, you you caught a tapeworm or yeah. something. And that tapeworm is now eating all your food. And that's why you have such a big appetite and yeah, it's in yeah. your stomach. And that's just the myth. Yeah, well, yeah. Not the myth. It's true. Or that you're getting skinny because they have a tapeworm. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, not even go there. <laughs> no. Don't go there. <laughs> but that's not the only symptom. Yeah. And again, coming over to Food Over Drugs, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. These are all symptoms. So why don't you go through the yeah. list of symptoms? Um, main one... So we did mention seasonal allergies. That's one. Yes. Um, uh, main one that most people are familiar with is anal itching. <laughs> Sorry, you're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> as, as I'm putting tea into my mouth, that's what you start with. Sorry, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, anal. <laughs> I mean, I would have said itchy bum. But <laughs> Excuse me, but you know. <laughs> yeah anal itching is one you know if you at at nighttime if you find yourself like scratching your butt you know multiple times that's common also fyi a lot of people don't notice this because they do it unconsciously yeah but pay attention especially around a full moon i shit you not like pay attention around a full moon Mm -hmm. just notice does your hand gravitate towards your butt when you're (laughs) laying in bed yeah just that notice. and and even just the even it being nighttime so like they i don't know if they're actually nocturnal but their activity level raises in the evenings and they um i guess that would mean that they're nocturnal <laughs> <laughs> yes <But> yeah <laughs> i don't want to say that but oh uh, no but they yeah they're more active at nighttime so anal itching happens more so in the evenings so does um teeth grinding mm. so teeth grinding is another one and the reason that why shocked me yeah it's <laughs> when i heard the it. the story or the reasoning behind it is also like a little uh gross to hear it but let's talk about it yeah <laughs> you're like what oh, do all the details as someone who wears a mouth guard at night yeah let's talk about this okay well Okay, so um, a lot of actually like cattle farmers or animal farmers are familiar with this when the animal is acting odd, per se, um, and they're grinding their teeth when that animal passes away and they cut into their jaw muscles, eggs come out. Ew. So a lot of times, yeah, so a lot of times like... Um, the parasites that lay eggs for some odd reason choose to do that in the jaw muscles of animals and it happens with humans as well. So uh, almost any time that I hear someone talking about teeth grinding, I'm like, sure, you can do all these other things. That's fine. And wear a mouth guard, whatever, but cleanse from parasites because you don't want to allow those eggs necessarily to hatch, you know? And that's also another reason why we cleanse around the full moon, which we we'll also yes. talk about too, but, um, you know, you, you want to target eggs. And so that's connected to teeth grinding for that reason, the eggs being laid in the jaw muscles of animals. So that includes us. Correct. Includes us and other animals that grind their teeth. So if you grind your teeth, you might have parasite eggs in your jaw muscles. Correct. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, um, that is, that's another big one too. Um, another one is like sim- simple things, brain fog, mm-hmm. anxiety, uh, you know, nutrient deficiencies, of course, common, um, excessive hunger is another one. 
And this is a big one, which a lot of people can relate to. And this is something to actually pay attention to. If you have intense, and I'm very, very specific with my words, intense sugar cravings, Mm. specifically in the evenings, like Mm -hmm. I said about, you know, the evenings being the time where they're usually more active. So this is not the sugar cravings of like, oh, I really just, I love cookies. Like I have a sweet tooth. Not that. I'm talking like, you're the good. sugar gremlin. Yeah, like literally, exactly. Like yeah. at nighttime, you have eaten salads and you're all good, all good all day. Everything is fine all day long. And then it's like, you know, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And suddenly you're like, give me some I, fucking sugar. Exactly. I need, yeah. like you feel like you need mm-hmm. some type of sweetness. And it's not just like a little bit of honey. It's like you need something mm-hmm. like. very sugary yeah, like a cookie with ice cream with another cookie and then some cake (laughs) exactly like that type of like extra sweetness intense intense sugar cravings another one is cravings for alcohol which Mm. is not just like oh i really want to go have a drink it's not it's not even about an energetic release of like wanting to socially drink it's like people who genuinely crave like they crave a beer or they crave wine or they crave alcohol. It's not as common, but pay attention if that happens because mm-hmm. that's a another symptom of parasites. Because mm-hmm. remember, parasites make you eat certain foods that support them, which is what? Deteriorating foods, like foods that mm. deteriorate the body. So if sugar feeds them, also produces acid in the body and inflammation supports them, you know, in, in what they want to do. Also, um, alcohol, same thing produces acid in the body and it also feeds them. Mm -hmm. So these are also why certain foods are not encouraged during parasite cleansing because you don't want to actually be feeding them as you're doing that. So, yeah. So I think we mentioned brain fog, anxiety, Mm -hmm. seasonal allergies, teeth grinding, cravings for sugar, cravings for alcohol, nutrient deficiency, um, anemia, in some cases, but I will say that like some of these nutrient deficiencies is actually not as common as people think. Like, I think we, like, like you said, kind of like the story of like tapeworm Mm -hmm. where, you know, we imagine that these like parasites must mean it's a tapeworm and it's eating all your food and actually, no, not always. It doesn't actually doesn't always have to be a tapeworm. It could be Mm -hmm. a pinworm. It could be anything. It could be an, 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 uh, a protozoa, you know, but, um, or a fluke, but it's not that they all eat your food all the time. Mm-hmm. They might actually make you, they might throw off the body, which then makes you crave certain things right. or perpetuate your state of stress in your body. Because if you think about all those symptoms, if a parasite were to perpetuate some of these things, like imagine like it's throwing your brain off, it's causing you stress and anxiety, um, you're having restlessness at night and you're not sleeping very well. Another thing actually I want to mention. Mm-hmm which just came to me. So this is something that I, I didn't necessarily, it's not like research based, but this is something that I have noticed um, with a lot of people, including myself. When people have dreams of having a parasite, do a parasite cleanse. Interesting. So I cannot say that there's any proof of any of this, but quite literally when I had a dream that I had a parasite, I did a parasite cleanse. I felt better Mm -hmm. immediately afterwards. Another friend of mine, he had a dream they had parasites. Uh, he did a parasite cleanse. He felt better afterwards. It was like, when you have a dream, generally speaking, trust your dreams, mm-hmm. you know? But if you have a dream that there are worms in your body, mm-hmm. 
you know, or there was a worm in your food that you were eating, whatever it is, if you have a dream that there are worms in you or some form of parasite in you, trust that dream. So this is not like a scientific statement, obviously, but I say that because it actually is a lot more common than we think. And so a lot of people can relate to this. Like, oh shit, I did have a dream where blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It was so scary. And then I went on my day. Right. You know what I mean? But like, listen to those types of dreams because that's also an indicator. And sometimes we don't, sometimes our, our, those signs don't show up. Sometimes we look at all this list and we're like, I'm good. I don't grind my teeth. I don't, don't have any, I don't think I have anxiety. I don't have any cravings for any type of things or, or I eat super well and I don't think I've ever eaten anything that went bad. You know what right. I mean? Like some people yeah. say that, um, or I, I, I don't, I don't eat any like, you know, raw fish or I don't eat any of these things. Yeah. And so there's no way I can probably ha- have a parasite. Which is actually not the case. <laughs> yeah, so I mean? let's like, talk about how do we get parasites? Yeah. And some parasites are good. No? I wouldn't say some parasites are good. Okay. I just think that, you know, you can live with cer- certain ones right. for okay. extended periods of time and they won't actually cause too much damage. But no, um, we can get parasites from literally anything. <laughs> like having dogs. Right. So you know I, I mean? always have parasites because I have dogs. Yeah, and I have I have a dog too. It's it's actually like you said in in other countries, it's very common. It's part right. of the world, you know. Um touching buttons in the elevator, touching the toilet flusher in your bathroom. Um sitting on public toilets. Yeah, grounding barefoot on the soil. Oh my god. Most yeah. common way. Yeah, eating sushi, another one, you know, like <laughs> we're laughing. Eating eating sushi. You're full of worms right now. <laughs> Cuz you had sushi last night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like eating raw uh meat or fish like carpaccio mm-hmm. pokey something like that um, ceviche ceviche exactly mm. great examples um what about like bottom feeders yes um <laughs> yeah i have my own <laughs> i love prawns and shrimp and i'm fully aware that they are <laughs> bottom feeders and it's really gross and yet <laughs> Like, it's not like I'll ever cook them at home, yeah. but if I go out somewhere and they've got like a really good fucking Texas Gulf shrimp, oh my God, <laughs> my mouth is watering. Yeah. Texas Gulf shrimp on the menu, I will for sure eat it, especially cocktail where it's cold. Uh huh. Full of worms, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Describe this like dish that you love, and then you're like, especially it's full of worms, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. This is, like, don't be afraid. You know what I mean? I don't think it's I don't think it's it's worth it for us to sit there and walk on eggshells. I think it's just important for us to be aware and important for us to once in a while cleanse. I recommend at least once a year do a parasite cleanse. Move on with your life. Right. You know what I mean? Like. That's, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so you recommend once a year. At least. At least. Yeah. Like I've done, so I travel a lot and it's, I travel to the jungle a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I, people ask me on social media, like how many parasite cleanses are you doing? And I'm like, well, I've been to the jungle a lot yeah. and eaten that food and been in that environment, yeah. you know? So I'm going to cleanse a lot this year because of my travels. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically once a year, at least what I found fascinating that I just saw on your Instagram yesterday was that if you take this and if you're watching the video, you'll you'll see this right here, parasite formula. Um, So you said if you're going to go eat, for example, sushi, Mm -hmm. which I still love. 
right? <laughs> yeah. I love sushi. Yeah. I love a good sockeye salmon. I am from British <laughs> Columbia. Um, so I would take like two of these before I go and then two when I come home. Exactly. So like I wouldn't just like eat sushi and then I'm like, oh shit, now I have to do a full exactly. cleanse. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What's in here that makes it so potent? Um, okay. Well, what makes it so potent is the quality of herbs that I use. Damn girl. That- <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me get this straight. No, no. <laughs> The you- potency <laughs> is in the quality. That's for sure. No, but that's true though. That honestly, that's a big part of of, course. of, yeah. of my of my brand and my our standards and like the reason why a lot of the formulas work so well is because we use high quality ingredients. Whereas you know, there's a lot of herbal products on the market, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who have tried herbal products in the past. And they have the same story as, ah, it, doesn't, it didn't work for me. Right. But I mean, if you're buying herbal products from tar- Target or Walmart, that's something <laughs> that is like mass produced. Exactly. You can, I can assure you the yeah. quality's not there. Yes, exactly. But that's, that's the thing. That's what a lot of people's ex- first experience, because imagine not knowing, imagine it's your first time buying turmeric and you're like, oh, well, I did see a turmeric supplement at, at Walmart. You know, and like yeah. you're not really thinking of like where it came from or what the quality is. And then you see the color and you actually have never really seen it before. So you don't even know if that yellow is the right tone. Right. You know what I mean? And you can't really distinguish it. So I don't blame anybody for not necessarily course, knowing. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, like there's so many products on the market that just use very like low quality herbs and it's fine and that's why their price point can be as low as they are because they're 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 using these mass-produced herbs and for us it's like we work with regenerative farmers to actually grow our herbs and you can see the quality like when we open up a Mm -hmm. bag from what they ship to us it's like you could you smell it it's like it fills a room the the integrity of the color is still there the shape of the leaf is still there mm. everything is still there so when we make our products they're actually potent right you know but you were asking about like what are you know what makes the parasite formula um i guess potent in terms of its like, ingredients mm-hmm. and it's all herbal 100 percent herbs no synthetic ingredients nothing added of course mm-hmm. Which Nothing. is why I feel like my body likes it because I, anything with synthetics tends to be like it pushes my body too much and my body gets angry. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yes. But when I take things that are really good quality, 100% herbal, my body recognizes it almost like it's like, a, oh, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. We can work with this. That's and that honestly, for me, I I believe in nature like nature heals nature you know what i mean like we're beings of the earth and i truly believe that our bodies heal best when we truly and fully turn to nature and it's in its whole form so it's like you know we can all day long uh pull these compounds and create these supplements out of these like Mm -hmm. you know isolated compounds um but the body likes to, to receive the, you know, vitamins and minerals and, and, you know, active components from these plants in their whole form. Right. So I mean, this is how we were designed exactly. to work with the earth. You know, our ancestors didn't go to compounds. Exactly. They didn't, they, they didn't isolate, like, let me extract <laughs> yeah. this something, something from this thing. And let me, yeah. you know what I mean? And so like, I'm, I've never been a fan of that. I don't feel like that's actually how that's not what our body is seeking. Our body is seeking the actual food or plant and to, to allow it to, you know what I mean? It's, it's familiar. It's familiar to us, you know? So 
Yeah, so uh, the ingredients in the parasite formula, black walnut hull, wormwood, wormwood is primary, um, powdered arco bark, clove, those are the anti-parasitic herbs that are in there. Very commonly used in, in parasite formulas, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Then from there, there are different types of herbs that different people will, might use to make their formulas. Right. For us, what's important is lymphatic support. So we have both cleavers and plantain leaf mm-hmm. in there. Um, we have support with inflammation uh, with turmeric. Mm-hmm. And also turmeric has been shown to, to be anti-parasitic in some aspects, but that's not actually the reason why we use it. We use it right. for the inflammation purpose. Then we add cardamom seed to it. Cardamom is used not only as a natural preservative, which is so awesome and it smells amazing, mm-hmm. but cardamom also supports with nausea. So mm. before, like the first time I made this formula um, and I was like playing around with different versions of this formula, I wasn't using cardamom. And I remember the nausea that came with my first time taking a dose. Mm. And I didn't want that obviously to be the experience of everybody. So um, I wanted to include something that kind of combated that nausea aspect of it. So now that's part of the reason why you're like, oh, it's very gentle. Not all of my formulas, you know, necessarily like the formula is potent, but it won't make you feel like you feel like shit. Right. Because you know, there's like, there's like some well-known parasite cleanses. I won't name them only because I also can't remember the name of them. But there's this one, I think that's like done in three or four stages, which is really long. Do you know what I'm talking about? We mm-hmm. don't have to name it. Yeah. Um, and everyone I know who's done it, like it's a really intense experience. Mm-hmm. But isn't that one, like there's a lot of synthetic exactly exactly so like sure it might be it's killing the parasites but what else is it killing exactly and it puts the body in a state of stress right unnecessarily so yeah and that's that's a part of the reason why like i'm not that's the thing like i don't i have no business like putting any company down you know for whatever their way of doing it like a i mean drugs is better i'll say it (laughs) (laughs) i can say that (laughs) yeah you you can say it look if we can get it from nature why would we go into a sterile looking building where chemists are putting together compounds to create this thing that is completely synthetic and then put that synthetic thing into our bodies yeah we can just go to the earth and take it exactly it doesn't make any sense to me exactly and i wish more people would realize that you know because that that is really truly how we're meant to operate it is um so what led you to this path like what led you to this belief of food over drugs? So it started, it was like bits and pieces that started when I was 15 and I was diagnosed pre-diabetic and I was put on medication. At medica- what age? 15? Like 15. Wow. Yeah. And I was put on medication, metformin, which is most people who have like diabetes are familiar mm-hmm. with. And <clears throat> I didn't want to take it. I don't know why, but um, I just intuitively was like, don't take it. You're not supposed to take this. Don't take this. Don't take this. But I I didn't have any other. No, like nobody was in my ear telling me otherwise. You know, they weren't telling me. um, I just didn't know why. Something inside me said, don't take it. So anyway, um, I kept it a secret because I thought I'd get in trouble by my mom and the doctor and whomever else. And so I didn't take the medication, but I went back. I I changed my diet instead Mm. because I had thought that maybe if I stop eating 
you know, my pop tarts or, or my like whatever junk I was eating at that time that like, uh, maybe like something will happen. I just didn't know. I was like, I was kind of playing a game. I didn't really under, know what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but I went back in for a blood test like six months later. And the doctor at the time was like, Oh wow. The, the medication's working really well for you. <laughs> And I literally, in that moment, first of all, I thought, oh, thank God. You know, the first thing I was like, oh, shit. And then it started to settle in with me where I was like, he didn't know? Mm -hmm. How did he not know? I thought he's a doctor. I thought he can see everything. Like, I literally, it's like my reality started changing. And I was like, and then I started to think about, oh, my God, like, the food that I eat can really have this much of an impact. Mm -hmm. So it was all these like light bulbs, you know? And then I was like, my trust in the doctor was like, I'm like, why didn't he just tell me that that's all I needed to do? Like all these sorts of things started to like, like kind of pop up into my mind, but I didn't really like, I didn't dwell on it too long. I just, it was just kind of like it came and then it, and then I allowed it to pass. And then when I was in college, I wanted to study, I got, got really into studying the ideal diet for the human body. And I was mm-hmm. all about like researching the paleo diet and master cleanse was big at the time. And I was like, just wanting to like research, like what is the ideal diet for the human? And so I went on to study nutritional science and I was going to become a registered dietitian. But as I was in school setting, I was also simultaneously having awakening mm-hmm. in the corruption of the food and pharmaceutical industry and the, and the government and how they all work together and profit off of people being sick, promoting chemicals mm-hmm. um, in medications and in food and essentially being the ones to cause a lot of the disease that was happening mm-hmm. that we as a registered dietitian are here to support people in somehow healing from without actually using the terms because we're not even allowed to do those types of things so being in school I was like learning about some of these things and then kind of hitting a wall and at some point um I fell into detoxification and and Dr. Robert Morse and so Mm -hmm. I started studying detoxification and at the time I had chronic urinary tract infections Mm. and um, I couldn't leave the house without cranberry supplements. And I also had acne and I also had eczema and I also um, had crazy irregular menstrual cycles and period cramps like crazy. And probably they would call say PCOS. And I decided to do a, a cleanse specifically for my, my urinary tract infections. And on the third day of just having raw fruits and vegetables, um, I felt like it was the most painful urination I had ever had. I felt like it was a UTI, but wow. what was really happening was the the crystals were finally coming out. Wow. And from that moment, the urinary tract infection stopped. And so what that did when I processed that was like, holy shit, that's the answer we can actually heal through food. And meanwhile, I'm learning about herbal medicine and I'm learning um, how to use herbs as medicine. And it was like all these pieces coming together to form the picture of like, guys, we need to turn to nature. We need to look at our food. We need to eliminate, we need to detox. We need to, you know, this is, we heal the body through these methods and everything started to make sense to me. And I quite literally could not see otherwise. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see otherwise. So I was, I was about to graduate and I, I couldn't 
go on to do my internship and take the national exam to be, to put that acronym, you know, after my name. Cause it was just like, I felt like I would just be forcing myself to, you know, shut myself down for a moment just to do this internship and pretend like I don't know what I know and to pretend to do these just to, you know, it kind of just felt like bullshit because nobody that even my professors like weren't, they didn't want to, they didn't care. No, to talk it's about turn it. a blind eye for profit. Exactly. And, and they, nobody cared, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, so yeah, so, so it, it developed over multiple things, but it started then. And, and then by the time I was crystal clear that food is the answer, like food over drugs, chemicals, in the environment, chemicals in our food, chemicals in 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 pharmaceuticals is is what is deteriorating us. Um, that it be, it just became set in stone for me. Mm-hmm. It was it was very very clear. And um, yeah, I mean, like earlier we were, I was you know thinking about you know food over drugs and um, what that means and my definition of food. My definition of drugs is not just like what most people think about when we think about like, you know, food is just like what you eat. And right. Food is so much more than that. Food mm-hmm. is what you listen to. Food is who you're around. Mm-hmm. Food is what you watch. Um, food is what you read. And, mm-hmm. and m- some food that people call food is not food. Exactly. Like crap food. Yes. Not food. Exactly. Like the impossible burger. Exactly. It's not food, people. Certain things are not food. You're not saving the planet for eating Impossible Burgers, by the way. <laughs> you're killing your gut biome. Yeah, you're not. You're, well, you're not saving the planet no. because you're not saving uh, yourself, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is true. You're deteriorating yourself, yeah. and then what does that cause for your offspring? Mm-hmm. What does that do for you in service of the world? Mm-hmm. You know, if you really think about it on a larger scale, you're not helping yourself or the planet by consuming something that is complete junk, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I think a lot of people are really confused and I don't blame them for being confused. Right. Because look at the world that we live in. Right? No one told me otherwise. Right. Nobody told me, hey, Sheila, that that you're eating right there, that's not food. Well, this is my mom talks about this all the time because obviously her generation, she was raised, born and raised in India, lived her entire life in India, migrated to the UK, then migrated to Canada. And that's where she had me. Mm hmm. So the the that was kind of like in the 80s was when the fast food, the quick convenient food really was born and that was all a rage. Like all of a sudden, now instead of cooking this mood this meal from scratch, you have these boxed meals that you can live by. Like you have shake and bake. You have like all this shit mm-hmm. that's just really quick and easy. So she always says like, "Well, I I didn't know any better. Like I moved to Canada and I was like, "Wow, I can do this all really quick. So yeah. let me do this." Whereas her generation didn't live with that. And so they didn't have the same issues that we have. You yeah. know, this is why we have so many food sensitivities nowadays. This is why we have so many allergies. This is why we have so much dis-ease. Dis-ease. You know, exactly. fast isn't that great. I mean, I think there's a whole other episode we can make on like making healthy meals. <laughs> like it doesn't have to take that long, yeah. people. It also doesn't have to cost that much. But this is like what our bodies run on. Yeah, Exactly. And if you're feeding it crap, like I, I'm going to, I say this so much to people, but you don't know how shitty you're feeling until you understand how good you can feel. Exactly. Which is what, when we were talking about, when you were talking about cleansing and becoming so in tune with yourself, mm-hmm. like that is possible. Once you know what's possible, right. then 
it becomes like a, a center point yes. for you, a reference point even yeah. for when you're not, when you don't feel like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what happens. I think that so many people and you know, like I don't blame anybody for not knowing certain things and not really know because there's quite literally nobody educating you. Nobody's no, in the world nobody. saying there's no commercials out there saying don't eat that. No, they're saying drink milk. Yeah. they're disgusting. They're saying eat this thing. It's yeah, better for you. School, better for you. Yeah. The food pyramid. Yeah. Literally. Oh my God. The food pyramid. Literally. You guys don't follow the food pyramid. It yeah. is a fucking joke. Okay. Yeah, it is built on profit. It's completely drink milk. Yeah. It's completely built off of, you know, corporate lobbying and whomever whichever industry wants to get themselves right. on it Pays they will the do most. so right. yeah exactly i mean when when my mom was really sick and she was in the hospital and her kidneys were failing a, a dietitian had come in luckily i was in town for this i thank god that i was in town for this so the dietitian comes into the room to talk to my mom about like okay now how are you going to eat now that you've got like failing kidneys he brings a sheet of paper and he shows her, it looks like a food pyramid, but this is like something I've never seen before. It's like a pie chart. <laughs> oh yeah. They made it into my plate now. Yeah. But yeah, on yeah, the pie chart, there was a section. Dairy on the side. No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> dairy is gross guys. Just yeah, don't okay. like, that's a whole, whole other fucking conversation. There was a section of the pie that said sugar and the examples that they gave were bonbons, caramels, gummy bears. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? And he's talking to my mom and he gave us all a handout and I'm looking at this and I see this and I cut him off mid sentence. And I was like circling the part about sugar. And I was like, this, this is what you're recommending to my mom who was really sick with kidney failure that she eats fucking candy. And he was stumped. He didn't say anything. And I knew in that moment, he did not agree with that yet. You're in the room and you're giving each of us this handout. And if I wasn't there, my mom would have been like, oh, look, I can eat this because mm -hmm. she doesn't know any better. Exactly. And yeah. you're happy because you're getting a paycheck and you get to go home. But you're probably not going home and eating fucking sugar. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you are. Who knows? But like, this is the shit yeah. that is going on in our world. Yeah. And we need to wake up to it. So I don't even know where that started, but that was a... A rant that because I'm happy they're that because happened. they're recommending junk yes. to people and they're not so we're not taught how to no eat one, healthy exactly we're not we're not taught from the get go there is no health or nutrition education in schools right. the grocery no. stores are laid out in a way like think about it walk into a grocery store what's the bulk of the grocery store is the center and it's all packaged foods exactly the whole real like in nature foods are all around the edges mm -hmm. but. In the center of any grocery store you go into, it's all packaged foods. That, Think about that. Yeah, that. And then also it's like America specifically profits mm -hmm. off of the chemicals that they invented. Yeah. You know, so for instance, let's like get everyone sick and then let's make a prescription for it. Exactly. Like aspartame was actually taken off the market and then was put back on the market mm -hmm. in 1994. It was taken off because it was deemed unsafe. Right. Then they put it back on the market. They owned the patent to it and then they just they, they allow it. And in other countries, it's been shown to be linked to leukemia, yeah. you know, and, but, but no one wants to talk about it here. They don't want to talk about how, you know, certain food dyes like red 40 or yellow five or yellow six or right. blue one are connected with neurological disorders or ADHD in children. Mm -hmm. 
Because we own the patents. Yeah. We own them. Like, and, and why? Like, why? Why? Here, why make food blue? Think about it. Because it makes it attractive to a child. To child. To children. And that's what you're teaching them. But like, if you look at the ingredients and you see something that says red food or red dye four, two, six, like, does yeah. that feel like food to you? Exactly. You're literally eating chemicals or feeding your children chemicals. I was just saying this to my husband the other day. We were at Sun Life Organics down the street. And right next to the Sun Life on the other side is like this shaved ice place <laughs> that every day after school or after like kids after school games, it gets packed with all these parents and their children having shaved fucking ice <laughs> covered in blue syrup. dye syrup, syrupy pink dye colored. Syrup. Yeah. And I'm like, and there's a Sun Life Organics right here with real whole foods. Yeah. Like, but these are the choices that we make because we don't, and I'm not shaming or blaming, don't get me yeah. wrong. We just don't know any better yeah. because this is how we've been raised. This is what is more um, available to us as a society. This is uh, how the entire food industry yeah. is built. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like now in a world where we're riddled with dis-ease and we're starting to have more conversations about this, there is an opportunity for us to shift our perspective on how we nourish ourselves, yeah. on, on what supplements we take, on the quality of the food that we're taking in, on the ingredients, on all of it. Yeah. And I think actually we're at... I mean, we're, we're there's multiple opportunities. There's opportunities obviously every day for everybody to wake up essentially yes. and to, and to choose differently, you know? But, um, I think we're actually at a place right now where a lot of people are finally like becoming more aware and thank God for what happened in the last couple of years, because it actually made a lot of people question things, yep. but they weren't, they weren't questioning before. Mm-hmm. And they're blindly choosing whatever, whatever. Well, if you don't have a reason to question things, you just won't. Like, yeah. that's just, like, for me, I never questioned the medical industry until, like, my addiction started with prescription pills when I was in my early 20s. And when I realized I was an addict and they were just kept giving me the prescription, never asking me why I was getting it refilled, like, 10 times more than I should, mm -hmm. uh... I knew something was wrong. I didn't trust them anymore. And then when they started giving me a prescription for the side effects of another prescription, I was like, fuck this. And I went and saw a naturopath who helped me wean off of everything. That was the deconstruction of my beliefs and, and my, uh, the way that I viewed anyone in the white lab jacket. Like Interesting. it deconstructed everything so for me. You had to then seek help from the pharmaceutical. Exactly. And from you my doctors. Exactly. And then, realizing in that moment that your doctors actually were not helping you. Why didn't anybody tell you this could possibly happen? Why didn't anybody just take you off or support you in getting off of it? Right. Doctors you know I mean? profit off of pharmaceuticals, people. Why do you think you go into a doctor's office and they have different pamphlets for certain pharmaceuticals, but not others? Exactly. Because those pharmaceutical companies are paying them. Exactly. And they really do get paid. Like a lot. The pharmaceutical industry is money, money, money. Mm -hmm. They get paid for essentially even keeping a person on a particular mm -hmm. medication for a period of time. Yep. They you know, get so paid for the, like every time they, the prescription every, is renewed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's, it's a sad like, truth. That's why you see your doctor's name on your prescription. 
Right. You know, it's all, it's all connected. Um, it's really sad, but yeah, it's like, it happens and it's like, you know, we're, we are living in this world of like distortion, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have to be able to, um, distinguish what belongs in the body and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And we've been taught that certain things are food, of course, in this country, because, no one has told us otherwise and they've they've marketed it as something that is food right. and something like that dairy. is dairy. Yeah. Let's just use that as an example for a <laughs> minute. Okay. I was actually born allergic to dairy. Really? Yes. So what happened was I was born in the early 80s. My mom was, you know, giving me breast milk. And then when it was time to put me on formula, I was literally like projectile. She said it was always projectile vomiting immediate reaction. So interesting. And so the doctors tested me and I was allergic to dairy. So they tried goat milk because, again, this is early 80s. There's not a lot of options. Yeah. Still projectile vomiting. So the doctors were like, okay, she's allergic to dairy. Just don't feed her dairy. So she didn't. And then at four years old, the doctor said, let's reintroduce dairy into her diet. So they reintroduced dairy into my diet. Now, how the dairy was showing up in in my body would be um, through like diarrhea, constipation, gut issues. My stomach always hurt as a child, Mm -hmm. always. Yeah. And I felt like people thought I was crazy because I would always say, I can't eat that. My stomach's hurting. And it would always be things like cheese or like drink this glass of milk, but my stomach's hurting. Like I can't just drink your milk, get your calcium. Yeah. (laughs) That continued until I was 20. And at the age of about 21 is when my body shut down. Mm -hmm. I started uh, gaining a lot of weight. Like, I mean, a lot, like almost 20 pounds in less than a year. And I wasn't eating any different. It was just all inflammation. I started having, um, depression, anxiety, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, a lot of things. And a lot of this was trauma related. And I feel like what happened was the trauma, the impact of the trauma on my body also woke up everything else that had been going on, diagnosed with IBS, all the things. At that point, when I started, when I went to pharmaceuticals, no one addressed food. No one addressed the trauma. Yeah. And it wasn't until I broke down and started seeing the naturopath that she started looking at more of that versus just the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And when we were looking at that, I was like, wow, this is this is fascinating. Like food, food could be causing this. We did an allergy panel. Turns out I'd always been allergic to dairy. They reintroduced it, but my body was not assimilating it. Yeah. And in fact, it was making me sick. It killed my entire gut biome, which is why I had IBS in quotes. It was why that the first time I ever did an IgE, IgA panel, like a food sensitivity panel, food food intolerance panel, I think they call it. I literally had 10 pages of foods I couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. So I could only literally, I can still tell you to this day, I could only eat turkey, white fish, vegetables, but not legumes. Berries were the only fruits and bananas. And the only grain was white rice. I was like sensitive or intolerant to everything else. (laughs) Crazy. So interesting. Yeah. And then when I started to think about it, because I was like, okay, dairy, I can do without this. I was like, we are the only animals that go and suck another animal's tits. Yeah. We're the only, so not only are we the only animals that, that continue to consume dairy after we're babies, but then we 
drink the breast milk of another, another animal. animal. That is nothing genetically even like us. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like dairy, for instance, is the one food, even even from all of the diets that I had studied, even in the paleo diet back then when I was studying that, it was like, we don't need dairy. No diet requires dairy. There is no... Propaganda tells us that we need dairy. Your kids need calcium. And the number one source for calcium is what? dairy yeah exactly <laughs> got milk how big right. of a campaign was got milk Disgusting. to make everybody every time i see those milk mustaches yeah. i'm like how is it to have cow pus on your <laughs> upper lip like it's, it's literally gross. it 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 instilled in an entire like in multiple generations right. that we need this in order to be healthy and it's actually the exact opposite right M- milk and dairy is the number one mucus forming food. Yeah. Period. And they've actually now started to find that it can lead to osteoporosis and not save you yeah, from exactly, osteoporosis, exactly, people. Exactly. And FYI, I just want to clarify I'm not judging or shaming or blaming or anyone for drinking milk. We just didn't know any better. Yeah. We didn't, we, n- n- because of course, right. like everything else, and no one taught us differently. These are things that you literally have to find out on your own but you do not need milk yeah it's not it doesn't i think for most people it's like oh but i can't give up cheese that's like the the number one thing yeah because it's addictive because it is physically addictive yeah the casein in dairy is actually addictive so i don't blame anybody for being so attached to milk Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong you know i understand that um at the same time it's like you know, when we're talking about detoxification, we're talking about cleansing, we're talking about healing the body, it it does the opposite. It actually promotes disease in the body. It mm-hmm. does because it produces mucus every single time you consume it. It is right. it, it's a fact. Right. Every single time. It doesn't matter if you're lactose intolerant or not. And, um, you know, because it does that to everybody. And I think the yeah. only people who truly actually notice it as those who actually stop having dairy for yes, a while. This, I was just going to say, like, if you want to play around with it, like just stop having dairy for like 30 days, mm-hmm. you will notice that you don't have phlegm. Yeah. You'll like, notice that you, you'll that, notice that your inflammation goes down. And then if you were to reintroduce it to your body, you would notice that it actually mm-hmm. doesn't feel as good. Yeah. You're you know? going to react to it really strongly because Again, you've given your body the opportunity to reset and you'll learn what your body's meant to feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. But yeah, there's a it's a there's a lot of um there's a lot of confusion in the world right now and I think that's it's it's important to continue to talk about because that is literally like our our health education in my opinion is exactly what is in between us and health mm-hmm. in general. Like Every single person has the opportunity to turn their health around. And it's really just about them actually like knowing, learning and applying Mm -hmm. different things so that they can, you know what I mean? Like experience their bodies in a different way and start to then lead themselves down their own path. Because there's so many different factors. Like um, I can literally eat basmati rice every day and not gain weight. Really? Yes. Like, but <laughs> Sounds great. Genetics, right? Yeah. Like I'm Indian. I come from an Indian background. We're used to eating a lot of rice, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like that also plays a role in a lot of things. Um, 
Yeah. Genetics. Definitely. Like there's a lot of different factors, but like when people ask me, cause I talk a lot about health when people ask me, well, what kind of diet I'm always like, my diet doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. Like what matters is what feels right for you. The only thing I'll ever recommend is no refined sugars, no dairy please, and processed foods. and then eat real whole foods whole foods like just stick to whole foods yeah don't like really minimize the boxed foods minimize the packaged foods like stick to whole foods and you will feel ultimately better and if you eat meat like i eat meat okay i eat meat i love meat i'm not eating meat right now i'm on a detox it's like day 49 and i fucking hate it <laughs> but um and I learned this because I was eating a lot of shitty meat and I was eating, feeling really shitty. Um, but I reintroduced red meat last year and we bought red meat. Like for, I first had red meat in Montana. That's why when you were you earlier. Too? Yeah. Wait, I wow. had bison. Whoa. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this bison is so good. Um, I started with the game meats and then I had a steak and then we bought, steak from like a grocery store here and I didn't feel good like I didn't feel the vibrating in my body yeah so we started getting our meat delivered and we get like grass-fed pasture-raised really really clean meats and my body feels the difference so if you're going to eat meat just buy really good fucking quality meat like invest in it it is more expensive but invest in it you're investing in the farmer yeah that's really what it is you're investing in the people who raise these animals Mm -hmm. right and that's going to cost more because they, they don't have millions of cows in their farm that go into this giant fucking slaughterhouse. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's so different. Quality, and quality should be more expensive. Yeah. It's not that it, we should pay a lot of money to be healthy, but it's like, yeah, like if you think about it, if you if you're trying to pay if you're trying to get pay the least amount of money for your food, then you're going to get that mass produced, right. very low quality toxic yeah type of type of food into your system yeah. and i Treat, don't this is an investment but it's like you can skip on everything else like there's so many that you can skip on that like eight dollar starbucks coffee yeah it's not even five dollars anymore it's like fucking eight dollars for shit coffee like yeah. burnt coffee beans yeah um you can skip on all this other excessive shit that you don't need and just put that towards eating better and incremental shifts make a big difference like you don't have to go from eating what you're eating to like eating how i eat yeah I exactly. Think that, that's, that would one, never work. Literally one thing at a time. I've yeah. always told people like if they are trying, because you know how many people were like, oh my God, I just want to be done with this and this. And people have these like great dreams of like, you know what? You're right. I'm done. I'm not eating that anymore. I'm not having this anymore. I'm not going to do this. And I'm going to start working out, blah, blah, blah. They have all these like this huge list of things that they want to yeah. accomplish. And don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. If this is actually something Here's that you can do. Yeah. Right. And they're like, and, and they cut out like, 50% of the junk that's in their diets right. and they're like and I'm not having alcohol either and I'm not going to do this. And it's like that's great, but to be completely real with you, it is way more sustainable, sustainable. Mm-hmm. to focus on one one thing, thing at a time. Yeah. Just literally one thing. And for some people, that might just be their diet coke. Right. That might just be that. You know what? Just focus on diet coke. Keep doing everything else that you do. Just start with diet coke cuz that's by the way, that's a freaking hill to climb. FYI, if you want to really fast track how quickly you get off of Coca-Cola, because this is what we did. Me and my brothers did this experiment. We took a piece. Well, we did two experiments. We took one of our baby teeth. We put it in a bowl with, with Coke. 
baby teeth like like a tooth that we lost because my mom would keep these teeth (laughs) sorry like a tooth like one of our teeth that we lost we put it in a bowl and we put some coke on it and then we took a piece of i can't remember what meat if it was beef or if it was chicken but a really small piece of meat and we put another bowl and we poured coca-cola on it and we left it overnight (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it like disintegrated their tooth the, the tooth was like you could see there was it like it was starting to disintegrate the tooth Ugh. starting to the meat was like Ugh. yeah that enough for me like that was enough for me i was you like i'm you, good listen we like, gotta if understand you to, if you need to see what it does do that but um you know yeah one thing at a time and then for even like the parasite cleanse because i have a lot of people that are really curious about it and they're like oh you know and I'll usually be like, well, what do you, what's your diet like now? And if it's like a lot of processed foods and meats and things like that, it's like, well, how about you start with just cleaning up the diet a little bit? Because it's going to be really fucking hard for you to go on this t- 10 days, right? Yeah. 10 day cleanse where you're eating raw mm-hmm. is encouraged. Mm-hmm. Raw fruits, vegetables, and taking these supplements, it's going to be really fucking hard. Yeah. And you're going to feel like shit because you are detoxing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I also kind of feel like the parasite cleanse, because it's a shorter window, it's a really awesome opportunity for people to experience something in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Right. Because you're getting the benefit of the cleaner diet. And it's only 10 days, Mm -hmm. right? So you can go through it and you're on day one. You're like, fuck, that was hard. But I've only got nine more days. Yeah. And you're getting the anti-parasite benefit Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And after those 10 days, you'll feel so much better. And then from there, you just start making better choices because now you have a reference point. Exactly, which but, is what so many people actually experience yes. and end up doing yeah. after they, they finish because the, the cleanse. Because the 10 days is appealing. Yeah. So that was one of the questions I got on IG, by the way. What was Why it? 10 days and why full moon? Okay, so full moon specifically. By the way, this is really kind of like, this freaked me out when she first told me this. <laughs> <laughs> so the full moon is typically when... One, parasites are most active, so they might be moving. And two is when the eggs typically hatch. So the reason why we cleanse around the full moon, um, and by the way, the answer to the 10 days part is just 10 days is standard for parasite cleansing. Some parasite cleanses go on for like 21 months. days. Some and go month, on and, for months. And months, yeah. but really like, you know, the most that you would see, generally speaking, is probably like three weeks or so. But 10 days is actually quite standard and it's enough time and it's been enough time for And when you me. pair, I feel like when you pair it with raw fruits and vegetables, like a raw plant-based diet, that also helps speed up. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's the purpose of incorporating the diet because right. it does allow for your body to actually release the toxic waste that is lodging in your organs, which is what they feed off of in general. So it allows for this for the movement of waste to be excreted. So if you're just trying to just kill the parasites that are in your colon, you don't have to do anything with your diet. Just take the formula and it'll only do whatever isn't currently in your intestine. But if you're trying to actually cleanse your body and remove them from wherever they're lodged, then you want to incorporate the diet. Now, going back to the full moon, because the parasites will hatch around the full moon um, and they're most active, you want to cleanse around the full moon so that you're targeting them when the eggs hatch right so you're targeting the parasites and the eggs both exactly because if you cleanse from parasites 
outside of that period, which is fine. By the way, mm-hmm. if anybody wants to do it, listen to your intuition. Timing is, is you know, it's your timing. Um, but if you cleanse beforehand and then let's say the eggs hatch, well, guess what? You're going to probably want to cleanse again. Right. You know, which is fine. But I'm just saying it's better to get the most out of Yeah, because you want to catch as many as you can. Exactly. Right. You want to you get the most out of your so experience. Is this why people tend to be a lot crazier on the full moon? Yes. Everything is crazier on the full moon. I used moon. to work in the financial industry. A lot of people don't know this. I used to work in banking. I used to sell mortgages <laughs> really? and mutual funds and like all that shit and wear a suit to work. Wow. I know. I was in that industry for a while. I worked my way up from bank teller all the way to like having an office. Um, yeah. <laughs> but well-known fact in the banking world. We would literally be like, shit, it's a full moon. We've got to have a full staff. Interesting. Why? 100%. Like my branch that I worked at for years, we'd be like, oh shit, it's a full moon, everyone. Like be on your A game. Because people would come in that day and be off their fucking rockers. I see. That's so interesting. I know. Yeah. Well, And so now when people are like sharing memes about how crazy they are on the full moon i'm just like no girl you have parasites yeah it's 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 exactly there's that and also you have to understand like you know so the moon and water yes are, are they work hand in hand they're yeah, like very when connected say the moon doesn't affect us that's what i think about is the tides exactly you cannot deny the tides there's something going on so the moon has an effect on Every water being, yes, including us, yeah. including parasites, including animals, everything water yeah. related, the moon has a connection to. Mm-hmm. We cannot interrupt that. We can try. We mm-hmm. can be numb to it. We can ignore it if we wanted to. We can blame it on anything else. But we are connected to the moon. Yeah. So it is very common to experience like something's wrong. Something, everything right. is heightened everything yeah, is everything. heightened our feelings are heightened i don't sleep yeah on full moons like it's yeah. really I'm, i feel super activated but i will say because we just had a full moon so last night I, I wasn't sleeping very well i did eventually fall asleep and then i had a really good sleep yeah um but i wasn't experiencing all the other like psycho symptoms like usually like oh she's batshit crazy good because you're cleansed. i'm like no i feel great <laughs> i feel amazing but that's yeah like if you start to feel really like you're psycho, <laughs> or on if, the you're full feel, moon, if you're feeling psycho, stop blaming the full moon. Stop blaming the moon. The moon is just innocent. It's just doing what it's doing up there in the sky. But the parasites in your body, they're having a fucking rave right now. <laughs> but the parasites, they're attacking your organs. They're yeah. having a rave. They're having a great yeah. time. They're taking over. Yeah. That's the parasite talking, not you. Yeah, exactly. That's another t-shirt. Yeah. So it was my parasites. Yeah. Blame it on my it parasites. Wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was my it parasites. It wasn't me. It was my parasites. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was my parasites. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was the pla- blame the parasites. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So something else I want to talk about is you garnered a lot of quote unquote social fame really quickly with what you built. Mm-hmm. Food over drugs. Yeah. Check it out. It's a fucking empire online. <laughs> now, I didn't even, I had never even looked at your TikTok <laughs> until you sent me your bio. And I was like, wait, she has a TikTok? First of all, I don't really use the app. Guys, I'm in my 40s, okay? <laughs> like, I don't go on TikTok. Everyone's like, go on TikTok, you'll go viral. I'm like, no, 
<laughs> um, but I saw your TikTok. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, she's, like, really got a movement here. And your IG really blew up. I think when I first connected with you on Instagram, it, like, was less than half of that. Yeah. Yeah. It grew tremendously even in the last, like, year alone. What was that like for you? Um, The growth in general for, yeah, from TikTok. Yeah, like, and, like, how that happened and then how that impacted you and the brand. You know... It was interesting because so when TikTok blew up, which to be honest, I literally started on TikTok and immediately it blew up. I didn't have a grace period of like making videos for fun and then them not becoming big. It was like I put out my first video, which I think was like garlic. This is garlic. (laughs) And um, also for those of you that are listening that also don't use TikTok. My TikTok is, um, a food over drugs on TikTok is about educating people about different fruits, vegetables, and herbs and how they can be used as medicine. Right. It's not just this thing where you're doing memes and funny things. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, every video is about the benefits of different foods minus one video, which I talk about myself and I introduce who I am and what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, it is very different from like my Instagram um, because it's solely like health education. And that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create that library of fruits, vegetables, and mm-hmm. and seeds and herbs so that people can um, turn to that as medicine and kind of look at that as right. reference. So when I started making these videos, I remember um, the videos getting like hundreds of thousands of views. And I, at first, to be honest, like I didn't believe it. It was, I was new to the platform and I'm like, this has to be fake, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I just didn't believe it. But then my followers started, started going up and it was like, I remember refreshing my page mm-hmm. and it was like, by the, by the refresh, a new set of, of, of faces, of accounts. I'm literally start, getting anxiety it, with you talking about this because I, like we're both projectors in human design yeah. and like I, and this is such an interesting topic for me too, because I feel like everyone aspires to grow really big, really fast. Mm-hmm. Everyone aspires to go viral on TikTok. That's everyone's answer to everything. Go on TikTok. You'll go viral. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people like that that aspect of it. And to be quite honest, when that started happening, uh, as much as it boosted my ego internally, Mm -hmm. I was also like, I wanted to hide. Mm -hmm. Like I literally, and I didn't know why, you know, like if I really were to ask myself, like, why did it make me so insecure <laughs> You know, at the time? <laughs> it was like, I felt like all these eyes were on me and I had no yeah. idea who they were and they were all strangers. And, you know, there was a good portion of them supporting me and loving what I'm posting mm-hmm. because they're so hyped that they just went, they just found like health talk, you know, like yeah. AKA, you know, whatever they want to, you know, say. And they just loved that I was doing this and they wanted more and they wanted to see more. And then there was like other people who were like, really mean because mm-hmm. there's people who just don't like to see other people succeed. And I remember reading comments and, and like one comment would just really actually hit me in a place where it made me feel like shit. And then mm-hmm. amongst all these other comments of people saying like, I love this. I showed this mm-hmm. to my mom and she started eating this and incorporating this into her diet. And you know, people would have all these amazing stories from like learning the ed- information and applying it. But I started to feel like, um, I didn't know 
these people. I didn't know why they were following me. I didn't know why they were mm-hmm. then finding me on Instagram. I didn't know how to deal with strangers. Um, and I didn't know, uh, especially on Instagram, what people expected of me, yeah. you know? And it, it was like, I, the people pleaser in me wanted to produce what people wanted. Mm-hmm. And my ego wanted to, you know, kind of like you mentioned on, on one of your episodes, you were talking about like, um, you know, like how like we, we look around and we see all these people become influencers and, you know, we think that that's what we're supposed to do or want or something. Right. And like, I, I didn't, I, it didn't resonate with me to like go and pretend like I'm some big shot. Like I, I'm not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not like I'm not anything special. I just wanted people to you know, the same message that I had on my TikTok. Like, I really just want people to learn how to use food over drugs. Mm-hmm. That was literally it. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting because uh, eventually I took a break from making content on my TikTok. Yeah. And I focused on food over drugs, the product line and the brand. And, um, you know, I it that the the feelings that erupted, you know, from that quite literal like overnight kind of success, mm-hmm. you know, which I think like, I just want to touch on, like you said, like a lot of people want that and mm-hmm. they say that they want that and they say that they want, you know, all these eyes on them. And it's like, you know, you don't really know why until it actually happens. And then you realize that it's not that you want a million eyes on you. Mm-hmm. It's that you actually just want to be seen and you want to be loved mm-hmm. and and you like want to feel validated and acknowledged. It's that basic human need that is crying out for yeah. the love and belonging. Yeah, and that and I it only really hit me when I realized that I felt insecure because I was like, "What's going to keep these people around? Like, why are they? Why do? Why are they all following me? What do they want to see? Should I start doing these? Should I do it this way? Should right. I do and it then that now, way? Now the the way that you deliver your message or even the messaging starts to feel a little distorted because now you're like, "Oh my god, do I need to please all these people?" Yeah, exactly. And so a part of it made me really look at my message because like I said, it didn't feel like it didn't resonate with me to sit there and just pretend like, oh, now I'm going to show you my life and my life is like this and I'm so cool and whatever, whatever, because I'm this, you know, big TikTok influencer or whatever it mm-hmm. is like because people did that and I watched people do that where they would like have these huge platforms on TikTok they'd even put in their bio like the their amount of following on TikTok like as if it's like a badge and I couldn't do that I could, mm-hmm. I could like there's people who follow me on Instagram today that have no like you said like you had no idea that my following was that is that big right. on TikTok because I it feels so weird to do that so that allowed me to to, which is why I think you don't talk about your TikTok a lot on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it was like, because, you know, it got me to think about, you know, I think what's, it got me to think about my message and my legacy here. Mm-hmm. Because I've always said, even before, um, before I had any kind of like platform or following or whatever, I would say, I would look at certain celebrities And I would wonder, like, if I had a platform that large, I would hold it with responsibility. I would use it to Mm -hmm. influence lives in the best way possible. 
And I hold a lot of respect for certain celebrities that do choose to feed the minds of people with their content. Like they, they, they are very cautious of like what type of information is out there on their platform. You know, what, how are they influencing people? And so I didn't want, I didn't want to be, I didn't want it to be about me and my cute mm-hmm. life and all these things. I was like, no, let's be, let's, <laughs> let's, cute life. <laughs> you know, like this is me. Yeah. I'm at dinner now. Yeah. Like I'm in like, a meeting. Yeah. Like look, look at, at my me. cars and look at my house. Exactly. Like look at what I'm up yeah. to. Like people do that all the time and I'm not, I know. not to, you know, bash them, but like it really made me look at that because I was like, I wouldn't feel good doing well, that. I just want to say that this is the difference that I paint in my book about an influencer and a leader, right? The influencer is the one that paints the pretty picture and the leader is the one that just paves the way. Influencers are the ones that lead with their photos, with their life, with like the look at me and look at how awesome this is. And the leaders are the ones that really lead with the dharma, with the mission, with the vision, with the legacy. And it's really about the people. And so I feel like with the... fucked up world of social media being what it is like we all kind of go through this weird game because it's so gamified oh my god it's so gamified (laughs) and so we do step back and forth you know between the influencer and the leader because it's just built in that way but you'll notice a visceral reaction Mm -hmm. when you get more into that space of like okay let me just appease my audience let me let me show them this and how great this is but there's something really beautiful that comes from like really being able to stay in your own lane and focusing on the message and focusing on the mission, focusing on the teaching and the guiding, which by the way, is your human design as a projector. We are here to teach to guide. Yeah. But that is how we really drop into true alignment. And people, just like we were saying about health, if you listen to your body more, you'll start to learn what to eat. If you actually start to listen to the cues and the signals in your body, you'll start to know what to post and yeah. what to share and yeah. what feels good. Yeah. And I think I exactly it does. And I think when I think about, you know, do <laughs> it's going to sound silly, but like not really, but you know, when I die one day, like what do I want people to remember mm-hmm. that I have done for them? You know, it wasn't like making somebody feel small or making somebody feel like they're not beautiful enough or making somebody feel like they're not cool enough or making somebody feel like, you know, whatever, whatever, because that is what happens all the time Mm -hmm. on Instagram, even with these, even with these influencers who, (laughs) you know, document their lives and are giving you motivational quotes and things all the time. I can't. (laughs) <laughs> I, know, I know i know i know i know and they're and they're like and they're like trying to just like school you in their most uh you know whatever way you know yeah. um it's like there's still an aspect of like i'm better than you mm-hmm. and i can't do that because i've been on the opposite end of the spectrum where i felt not good enough mm-hmm. because i was watching somebody else's page and i i never want to create that that doesn't serve the humanity but i also believe like just from an external like outside perspective that your mission truly is what you live by yeah and i think that this is also the um issue in the personal development health wellness space is people lose sight of the dharma they lose sight of their message they lose sight of why they're doing what they're doing of the vision 
because they start to obsess over the other things, the optics, how they're perceived, the number following the image, the, the image right? But you are so steadfast in the food over drugs philosophy and in that mission that you genuinely, truly want people to understand yeah. food over drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're for welcome. saying that <laughs> it's true yeah it's it, true it, it is true and I, I and i hope i hope to portray that and i and i it, yeah it's 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 difficult you know i think it's difficult and i i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this too especially like when you when you feel like i don't know i just feel like when like when people gain a following it's so easy to like feed into um you know, that, that dream that, you know, even like maybe as a child where you, you know, that, that kind of, um, the validation, that va external validation. It's exactly. like my account blew up in 2020 <laughs> when I started speaking a lot of truth and I was not expecting it. Like it, it came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, like I had to keep all notifications off on my phone. I would only open Instagram when I was prepared. I felt like I was prepared for the influx of wow. DMs. Like I was lit. I had gained thousands of people and pe like so many people were sharing my content, my stories, sending me DMs and it was really overwhelming. And I had to take time away because I was like, wait, like there's such a, I felt the responsibility. And that was the anxiety. It's yeah. like, oh my God, now I feel so much more responsibility for what I'm sharing and for how I'm showing up. And I really wanted to remain in integrity. And that meant taking a step back and like recalibrating. Okay, like I want to make sure I'm in, in integrity with myself first and this message that I'm here to share mm -hmm. and not feed into. Because what I was noticing in 20, the 2020 thing is like such a good example because this is where we started noticing the polarization yeah. and then people using polarization mm -hmm. as like uh, a tactic. Mm -hmm. um, the the us versus them, the, the sheep versus lions. Yeah. And it's like, I can't talk about people like that. Like I, I can't talk about, I can't do sheep versus lions. That That's not right to me because at one point I was that. And it's just, I didn't know any better. I remember you, know? you were talking about that. And yeah. it was really hard for me to see like people on all sides, like just shooting each other down because they knew that that was going to get them engagement. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to operate in that way. Mm -hmm. And so when you were saying that, you know, the following came and you were just like, oh my God, like I get it. Cause I felt the same way. And one of my underlying messages and even with my book and, and everything I teach is like your platform does come with a responsibility. It does. And I feel like people like us who actually are leading with our Dharma, like really holding that sacred and leading from that place, we understand that responsibility. Whereas other people, when they're leading from this place of ego, even if it's unconscious, because most of the time it is yeah. right. You're just trying to fulfill this, like, wanting to be liked and belonging, yeah, you lose sight of yeah. what's really important. And then you start to treat every follower as a number, but like every person who chose to follow me is a human being. Like yeah. I see you as a human being and that's important. And my responsibility, because you chose to follow me, isn't to please you, but it's to continue delivering the message that I'm here to serve because that's what you chose to follow. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want people to choose to follow me. I want people to choose to follow what I stand for. Yeah. Like the mission. It's even why I shifted from 
like if you go back in my feed, you'll notice everything used to be photo shoot photos or selfies. That was like all my content. Mm -hmm. And I started showing less and less of my face because I don't want this to be about me. Mm -hmm. My work isn't about me. Your work isn't about you. Yeah. Yes, you have a journey and a story that is important to share because a lot of people can relate. Even you just sharing what got you into food over drugs. I bet you there's going to be so many people who listen to this or watch this that are like, oh my God, I can totally relate. Like that's how I got into health and well-being. Like this yeah. is, that was my entry point too. It creates the relatability, but it's not just about you. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, not a, I don't want it to be about yeah. me you know what I mean that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that was not that wouldn't be the mission right you know what I mean I wouldn't even want somebody's own individual journey to be attached to my face yeah I don't want to be the person that they think about like so and so changed my life no 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 you changed your life right and if I could be of a support in that fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't want, that's why, that's why I don't do things like, or I don't make products or things like that, that make people hooked on things for life. Like I'm not like pharmaceuticals, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, you know how people are like, you need to do this, you know, you need to take this yeah. every day. You know what I mean? Otherwise mm -hmm. you're not going to be okay. Or whatever, yeah. whatever their story is like, I don't want, I want to support people in healing their own bodies and listening to themselves, mm -hmm. like getting to such a place where they become so in tune with themselves that they can then guide themselves. And then you go off into the world and Hey, if someone else down the line inspires you at another point in mm -hmm. your life to do something else, yeah. then fantastic. Right. You know what I mean? And if I was, if I could be a stepping stone for someone to go from one point of their life to now the post cleanse or the post, you know what I mean? Whatever that is, then fantastic. Well, you're helping people tune into the wisdom of their own bodies. Yeah. That's what it is, you yeah. know? And, um, it's like the work that I do, for example, I, I, I can do a lot of business coaching. I'm starting to move away from it, but everything that I do is about the person as an individual. I don't teach cookie cutter. I don't teach strategies. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're help, you're not teaching like a strategy or something cookie cutter. Like, yes, you're making recommendations and leading. invitations on like, here's the diet that mm -hmm. is great. And here's what will help, mm -hmm. but you're actually guiding people inwards. And yeah. again, going back to what we were saying about the parasite cleanse, the 10 day cleanse, this is a, like a phenomenal opportunity in 10 days to get just a little closer to tapping into that inner wisdom so that you for yourself can then see um, and have that reference point of what it feels like to feel better so that when you post 10-day cleanse, when you start to you know, reintroduce certain foods, if you eat something, you eat a pizza and you're like, oh my God, like I actually... Now feel, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Now I know what that feels like. Right. That's your inner wisdom. Yeah. And that's, that's your body responding. Yes. Now you can distinguish. Exactly. And that, that's my goal. Yeah. That's what I want to see. That alone. Like, because that would, like we said earlier, like that's, that's what allows us to essentially save our own lives. Yes. That's our, that's our, we are the doctors, you yeah. know, we are our, our best guides mm -hmm. You know, um, so yeah, it, 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 that's ex it's exactly what it is. I, I I hope to be like a a guide essentially, and, yes. and also I'm not necessarily. I've never told someone go do this, right? You know, and I even even when we're talking about parasite cleansing, I'll give out the information. I'll talk about yeah. it. even detoxification. 
here's the information. Yeah. You know, it's, it's up to you offer invitations. That's what I like to say. I always say that as a projector, I'm, I'm always like, here's an invitation. Yeah, it is. And it's, and like everybody moves at their own timing, Mm -hmm. you know, like it took me such a long time to stop eating certain things or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Eliminate something from my diet. And it's like, that's why I don't blame someone or I don't say like, I don't judge anybody for still eating certain things or doing certain things and whatever, because like, I know how long it took me. Yeah. And I also knew that shoot one day I thought it was, this was the, this was the right way to live your life. And then one day I was taught otherwise. I was like, Oh shit. It's confusing information out there. Yeah. Like we're literally, we're living and moving and growing and changing all the time. And Hey, if it takes you a year from listening to this to decide, that's why, you know, when, uh, (laughs) when your husband was talking about like doing a parasite cleanse, I was like, you know, when it's time, because it's like, sometimes we need the seed to be planted and then we need a certain period of time, um, until we actually feel ready. Right to do something. And that is okay. Yeah. And like people like me, I'm so quick to adopt like healthy regiments or things like that, because I've already been on this path for so long, like literally 20 years. Like I was seeing a naturopath before naturopaths were cool. (laughs) Yes. I'm a double Virgo. (laughs) Everyone. So easy for Virgos or earth signs. Libra moon projector. (laughs) And I've been on this health journey for 20 years, you know, like I've just been on this path for long enough that it's easier for me to be like, oh, my body's giving me a clue. Let me go attack this. Mm -hmm. Whereas back then it was really fucking hard, you know? Yeah. But then the more I started to feel, the better I started to feel, the easier it became. Because your body's less attached. Yes. And I will also say this, even for someone like me, like last year I went through huge trauma. So my nervous system isn't working as well as it was, which means it's actually harder for me to incorporate discipline. It's harder for me to remain devoted because I don't have that stamina in me. So I've been taking more of baby steps, not big leaps in this detoxification route, which is why I'm doing such a long detoxification because I'm just going low and slow and and moving at a different pace. Mm -hmm. So I share that only to say, like, we also go through seasons. Yeah, right. definitely do. And you might go through a season where you're like, fuck this. And I'm really, I've just had enough. And you go all in and you're able to maintain that because you have reached that breaking point. Mm -hmm. I've also had that experience too. So how one person's journey looks isn't how your journey is meant to look. However, everyone is on their own journey. Yes, And to remember that it's your own journey with this. And if you want to experience something or you want to give yourself an opportunity to reset and recalibrate and not the devote yourself to this like long commitment that feels overwhelming, highly recommend the 10 day parasite cleanse and you sell it as a kit. I do. Yeah, you do on the website, foodoverdrugs.com. That link and more will be in the show notes. And if you enter code coupon code coop if you enter the <laughs> coupon code ruby at the checkout you'll get 10 percent off i recommend the full kit because it comes with a recipe book mm-hmm. my favorite recipe in there is the cucumber noodle salad oh isn't it so good it's literally my favorite <laughs> uh, recipe it's so simple it's and so, so good, good. <laughs> and then there's like this peanut 
wait, not the peanut sauce. There's like a, I made something with a cashew nut. Um, well, there is cashews in there. Cashews in there. And then there's a zucchini, zucchini noodle pasta. Oh my God. Uh So there's some good recipes in there. So Uh if you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how to cook. There's a recipe book. You could literally just make one of those things every day. And you'll be yeah. fine. And they're good. They taste they good. They really ma- do taste makes, really good. It makes detoxing fun. easy. Yeah. It makes it fun. Because I, I look at it as like, ooh, new flavors. Yes. And like, it's I not never, as like, I mean, boring. Before I even started this journey, I never used to eat things like cilantro. I used to, and I'm Indian. Really? And cilantro was in everything. I love cilantro. And I would always tell my mom growing up, like, don't put cilantro, don't put ginger. I would tell her, don't put ginger. That's so funny. And then 20 years ago, when I started this health journey, I just started to acquire a taste for these things. Now I can't have enough cilantro or ginger in my food. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the like plant-based, even if it's for a short amount of time, also allows you the opportunity to experiment with foods that maybe you never exposed yourself to before. Yes. And it's fun. Yeah. You know what's funny? A lot of people actually forget what fruits and vegetables they like. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've noticed like when I would, I would, I used to do a lot of more guided cleanses where I would actually take a, take on a group and guide them through the 10 day cleanse. And I remember I'd give them like this, almost like a shopping list. And, uh, I would, I tell them to check off like all the fruits and vegetables that they like. They were like, I forgot I liked raspberries. I forgot about Because they mango. just stopped eating them. Yeah, they stopped yeah. eating it or they haven't eaten it in forever. And it's like, it's so interesting. Like, you know, a lot of us, if we're not eating these things regularly, like we forget what is yeah. out there. You know what I mean? Like for me, for instance, like the only time I eat bok choy is in a pho. It's like a Vietnamese soup. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, by the way, that's how we pronounce it. Okay. That's how it's supposed <laughs> to be pronounced. It's not pho. It's pho. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but that it, it goes for so many different people. So it's awesome when they're doing a cleanse and they're like, man, I haven't eaten blueberries in forever. Right. And I'm like, Good. But then you have like your recipe book to follow. Yeah. Like you're just following a recipe book. You're just going to follow that to buy your groceries. Like it's so, she's made it so easy. If it calls to you, just grab the kit Ruby at the checkout for Mm -hmm. 10% off. Just try it. Yeah. Just try it. And then look at all the other stuff that she's got on her website. She just launched a, a deck of cards, which it's not tarot cards, people, but they're educational cards. If you're watching the video, you're going to see them here. They're really beautiful. Can yeah, they're that? they're educational. They're kind of like flashcards. It's like your TikTok, but it, in card form. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to create. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I had the videos and of course the Pull videos. Pull one out. What's our okay. message today? <laughs> let me feel. Let me shuffle. Yeah, just okay. one. <laughs> Ginkgo biloba. Ooh. Okay. Is that how so, you pronounce it? Yeah. Ginkgo I, I biloba. I would always say ginkgo boba. There's an L. There's an L O. <laughs> ginkgo biloba. Biloba. B- okay. There's a B I L O B A. Okay. okay. Um, so the cool thing about this, and there's honey here too. Ooh, pull out honey. Okay, here. Give me honey. Okay, honey. Look at it. It's pretty. <laughs> honey. What is it good for? Bacterial infections. Ooh, canker sores, coughs, seasonal allergies, wounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like a burn. Yeah. Put yeah. honey on it? Yes. You've never heard of that? No. Yeah. I've heard of canker sores, but not wounds. Yeah. Ooh. So honey, honey, you can put directly on a wound, an open wound, as long as it was like just done. So a lot of people Crazy. have used honey um, on burns. Yeah. And it have, has shown to help. 
The cool part about all of these is that the card deck comes with a QR code mm -hmm. on it. So if you scan the QR code, you can find the actual research that is connected with all of these. Like for instance, like one of my favorite ones is like, I think this is interesting ones like Apple. Yeah. Apple, it says colon cancer, female reproductive health, hair growth. Oh. Yeah. Heart disease, joint function. So let's say you wanted to know, um, you know, what did, tell me about the study about apples and hair growth. You can look at the study and it'll, it'll tell you like what type of apple did they use how, for how long, who were the participants, all those things you can actually learn. Wow, cool. And that to me is so important, not only for people to be able to like share with their loved ones, like, Hey, actually there's a, there's a, you know, there's a study right. that talks about how, you know, beet can be used for anemia. Right. It's or, not just like someone's Instagram reel. Yes. And this it's not, this information is not coming yeah. from nowhere. It's not coming from yeah. just like, you know, like, Hey, and it's beyond even traditionally used. There right. is research and all your ingredients are listed in this deck i'm assuming almost all of them all of, yeah i'm okay. gonna actually create extensions of um of these card decks in the future this will have more which will focus on herbs will focus nice. on you know different yeah. types of things and so you'll see more but you see wormwood in here too you Ooh. know and of course we have parasitic infections you know, clove is in here. Turmeric is in here. So you start to see a lot of the, um, you know, time we use in our lung formula. Yeah. Um, tamarind is an interesting one. Sorry, I know I'm going along, but tamarind can be used for fluoride ex excretion, oh. which I find really interesting. So there's a lot of cool information yeah. in this. I'm so super there's proud. A deck. There's the parasite formula, like the kit. She's also got teas on the website i love the teas the whole body detox is like i, I have to get used to that flavor but <laughs> when i use it with the detox it works really well uh -huh. um so highly recommend that and then she just gifted me with this super cozy sweatshirt so i highly recommend the sweatshirt i'm all about cozies uh if you haven't noticed i'm always in like gym gear <laughs> um, but highly recommend this sweatshirt i love it so much yeah, i'm so glad Thank you, you so much yeah of course um, Sheila, we are coming to the end of this episode and I would love for you to share one potent truth for our viewers and our listeners, something that you want to leave them with. I want to leave them with the, with the all rounded statement that nature has already created everything we need to heal. That has been, that's the mantra of food over drugs. That is like what we stand for. And I, I think the more and more we get comfortable with that idea, the more like will allow nature to, to heat, to lead us through, you know, healing of whatever sorts or, you know, anything that we're essentially seeking, you know, I think the answers are in nature. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what I would leave everyone with. And I'm super grateful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank here. you so much for coming out to Austin to record with me. This of was course. so fun. Yeah. yeah. This was really good. Thank you for inviting me to yeah. be here with you. Yeah. Really happy to be talking about this. And again, to everyone watching, listening, definitely check out foodoverdrugs.com. Foodoverdrugs.com. Ruby has her own code. So enter Ruby at checkout for 10% off. Um, and of course, like, you know, those of you that are listening and, you know, if you find to find me on Instagram at food over drugs or TikTok, send her pictures of your poop because yeah. she wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to send me your pictures. Um, but also, you know, like I, I've, I've always opened the floor to like 
ask questions, you know, like DM me with your questions, email us with your questions. Like we want to answer them. So feel free, you know, and I I want to encourage that. And I think it'd be fun to do like a, a, food over drugs retreat where I serve combo and then everyone goes on a parasite cleanse and then I serve combo. Yeah. Because you know, yes, I know it pushes the parasites out, especially when you're on a cleanse. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about that another time? If if y'all are interested in that, let us know, just hit us up in the DMS and be like, Hey, that retreat sounds pretty fucking awesome. That would be so cool. Yes. Please do let us know. Cause I'm getting excited. (laughs) So if anything, we'll just do it for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for joining me for another episode of potent truth, where I'm taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. This was such an awesome episode with Sheila of food over drugs. I really hope that you have learned something. And if you're ready to begin your own parasite cleansing journey, I highly recommend grabbing a food over drugs parasite cleanse kit today. Head over to foodoverdrugs.com and enter coupon code Ruby for 10% off your order. And of course, if you want to dive deeper into my work, I recommend grabbing a copy of my book. Just head over to potentleadership.com and grab yours today. You can also download Potent Leadership on Audible. Be sure to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. And if you found this episode educational or helpful in any way at all, please share this episode with a friend and be sure to connect with me and Sheila on social media. My handle is at I am Ruby and you can find Sheila on Instagram and TikTok. Her handle is at food over drugs. As always, you can text hashtag potent truth to 1781-336-0160 to start receiving weekly potent reminders directly to your phone. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being part of the potent truth movement. Make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of potent truth.